What would Jesus do with the drug addicts and prostitutes of today? Real life starts now. Welcome to Real Life with evangelists Ann and Kathleen Lay, where people with real problems find answers in a real God. Welcome to Real Life. I'm your host, Kathleen Light, and joining me is my husband, Evangelist Don Light. Later in the show, you'll hear from Gratitude Unfiltered with Joshua Berglund, whose ministry focuses on helping others with a powerful message of transformation that he discovered in Jesus Christ. You know, back then in the Bible, it talks about how he hung out with prostitutes, actually. Yeah, you know, in Mark chapter 2, verses 13 through 17, there's a story where Jesus was actually criticized for hanging out with people like that, people who society frowned upon. But Jesus was hanging out with them to bring transformation and deliverance into their lives. Mm -hmm. You know, Jesus, when he was criticized, he responded. He said, those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. I did not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. So Jesus made it very clear. Hey, I came for those whom society looks down upon. Mm -hmm. That's who Jesus came to fix. Mm. And that's what I love about that because there's brokenness in all of us. Yeah. And Jesus came to fix us. Yeah. Even if we get to the point where we are a drug addict or a prostitute. And I think that's why it's so important for us as believers, as we go through life, to look at people with love, not judgment, because we need to remember where we came from. Mm. Jesus took us where we were at, but he loved us so much that he changed us. So when we reach people with love, our goal is to love them where they're at and allow the Holy Spirit to change them, not to go and stay in these places with them, but to see how God can transform their lives. And to have a heart to actually do what Jesus did and pray about how to do that. And we're going to hear from Joshua. Berglund with Gratitude Unfiltered, and he's going to share how he's reaching the prostitutes and drug addicts. So join us right here after the break. Real life is made possible by people like you. We'd like to take this opportunity to sincerely thank you for your generous support. We couldn't do it without you. May God bless. Welcome back to Real Life. I'm your host, Kathleen Lay, and joining me is my husband, Evangelist Don Lay. Hello, everyone. Joining us is Joshua Berglund, and he is going to share with us about his ministry, Gratitude Unfiltered. Joshua, welcome to the show. Hi, guys. How are you? Wonderful. It's so great to have you. Now, I understand you have a powerful testimony of how you ran from God, ended up in jail, and you heard the audible voice of the Lord. Can you tell me a little bit about your testimony and how that came forth? Well, I ran from God quite a bit because I ended up in jail six times, but it was the sixth time that I was facing five years in prison and miraculously got out. But that's when I had my first encounter with God. But, you know, it started off as I had every privilege in the world, upper middle class home, going to the country club every day, beauty queen, mother, rock star, entrepreneur, father. And I had it all, you would think. And then one day my sisters disappeared shortly after, was molested by two men been a female babysitter. The physical abuse started from my father. All of that anger and rage, you know, that I'd stuffed inside out of fear ended up turning around and making me really a crazy, angry human being. Mm. You know, sports was a great mask for my anger and rage because, you know, in football, you're encouraged, at least back then, to hurt people. Right. So that rage could come out and it worked beautifully. But when football went away, it was like, well, what am I going to do with this rage? And then I discovered drugs mm. and drugs took all of the nightmares, turned them into fantasies. So my life got twisted into a mess 
of debauchery, of sexual sin. Mm. There's a lot of drug abuse, a lot of alcohol abuse, sex abuse. And when I say sex abuse, you know, I was abusing myself sexually because I had no regard for who I was sleeping with. Mm. Men, women, you name it. I don't think under the influence of drugs, I cared. Mm. And I ended up getting HIV, overdosed multiple times, again, jail six times, but it took that six time in jail after sobering up, being put in isolation, because I thought telling them that I had HIV was going to give me special privileges in jail. No, it got me put in, I believe it to be a psych ward in LA County because I was put in isolation next to these other inmates that I couldn't see. I could only hear their maddening screams. Uh It took about 24 hours to sober up a little bit enough for me to get to go, oh my gosh, I'm going crazy. I'm losing my mind. I started begging for something to read. They wouldn't give me anything to read. Mm. And then for some reason I go, a Bible. Yeah, you've got to give me a Bible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and sure enough, they did. And of course, in trying to read the Bible, I don't know about you guys, but the first time I was trying to read the Bible, it didn't make a lot of sense to me. Yeah, that happened to me too. But man, I just stayed with it because I needed to keep my mind occupied went to Psalms, went to Proverbs, going through Proverbs, like every line I was reading going, oh my gosh, I'm doing this wrong. I'm doing that wrong. Oh man, I'm really doing that wrong. And then it was when I remembered this friend in high school, I'd been arrested with him and he's now a pastor. He started a recovery program in a church. Mm -hmm. So I was like, John, yeah, I'm going to read John. And reading John was the very first time I started to truly understand the nature of Jesus Christ and the love he had for us and the sacrifice he made for each and every one of us. Awesome, man. Awesome. And in that moment, you yelled out to God in anger and he spoke right back to you. I was mad. I was so mad because after feeling the love of Jesus, then I was like, why won't you fix me? Why won't you fix me like everybody else? Wow. You have to forgive your father. Well, how in the beep am I supposed to do that? Wow. Because it happened to him too. And when I heard that it happened to him too, I realized that not only had I become like my father, I was worse than my father. Mm. And so I started to finally have compassion for him. And all of a sudden I could just feel my heart start to bleed with compassion Mm. and the anger and the resentments I held towards him. It broke me. And after crying out, dad, forgive me, forgive me for what I've done. I started crying out to God. Hey, Joshua. So basically God totally changed your life. And out of it, something was birthed from that called gratitude unfiltered. Tell me a little bit about your ministry. Well, after getting knocked on my rear end by the Holy Spirit and lifted up at the same time, I started to realize for the first time that these visions I've had since I was a child were God showing me what was possible once I gave my life to Him. And I didn't know how to go about it. And it took a little bit of time. When I ended up getting out of jail, I started on this journey of like, okay, what do I do? Like, how do I serve you? I know these are the gifts you gave me. It took about a year and a half of pursuing and trying and growing closer to Christ and serving and helping other people, going to fundraisers, volunteering and being in service of other people. That's when I started to get these opportunities. My gifts were revealed through service, Mm -hmm. my true talents. And then one of those things was being on stage and communicating and talking, also being inquisitive. Like God gave me this really powerful natural curiosity. And so I'm a naturally good interviewer. And I didn't know this until I was serving people. I'd always wanted to be a talk show host, but I didn't know I had the gifts to actually do it. <laughs> yeah. And so it was through that, that all of it happened. And the original show I had was called Morning Gratitude, but I had a fall. I had a relapse. And in that relapse, God came to me and said, <laughs> I'm not letting you go, son. 
Like, this is going to hurt. This is going to be painful for you. But I want you to put a spotlight on your shadow world. And I want you to kill morning gratitude. I want you to put a spotlight on your shadow world so you can walk into hell and help bring people out. Mm -hmm. And then he gave me the name gratitude unfiltered. And the reason that name was because it was about finding gratitude through life's most traumatic moments. It was being able to look at a past life of sin, of devastation, of heartbreak, of pain. It was to be able to look at that and say, I'm so grateful for that happening because now God gets to use all of it for his glory. And mm-hmm. ultimately, it brings me a joy that I have never experienced until doing Gratitude Unfiltered. Wow. And what's so great is you have a lot of people on your show, as we do, who share their testimonies of how the Lord really helped them out of hard situations and brought them to Him, and their lives are changed. And there are people listening right now who are going through a hard time. And I'd like you to just reach out to someone right now and say something encouraging. Just straight up, the ministry that I'm blessed to be a part of and the interviews that I have, the stories that we're sharing, these are former prostitutes. These are people that have died six times. These are people that have been stabbed in prison, falsely in prison for 10 years. People put in solitary confinement for six years, beaten and abused, molested by their parents. They've been the dregs of society. They have been forgotten. There are some people that cannot even read and write. But I can Mm. tell you right now, and even including myself, who does not have an education, I cheated in first grade on, (laughs) not having any of that stuff. Yet all of these people with these dark pasts, every one of these stories are people that are now success stories, not just what they're doing for the kingdom, but their personal success, how they're thriving in business, how they've started a business by using their testimonies to launch them. Some of them have got into film, some of them in business. It doesn't matter. The fact is that mm-hmm. whatever you think that you're so bad for and that you're not good enough for and like you're too far gone, I assure you that once you surrender that over to Jesus Christ, God will use all of that to launch you to the stratosphere. You will be launched into your purpose. You will be launched into your destiny because all of your pain is not about you. All of your life experience, even your gifts, your gifts aren't about you. You're Mm. here on this planet to serve others. And part of that is your testimony, not 99% of your testimony, all of it. 100% of it will unlock the kingdom of heaven for you Mm. and everyone who hears it. Wow, that is so powerful. Thank you so much for sharing that. And Joshua, how can people connect with your ministry? You can go to Joshua T as in Tom. Berglund, B-E-R-G-L-A-N.com, Joshua T. Berglund.com. Or you can just Google me. I will show up all over the place. We stream live through 150 different platforms, video, all of the social media platforms, and just very, very easy to find. Perfect. (laughs) The best thing about this is none of it's about me. God has been so good and he's taken everything that was supposed to hurt me, everything that the devil tried to use to kill me, God has used to bless me extraordinarily and also help change lives all through the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, we're going to pray for those listening now. And thank you for sharing such a powerful testimony in your ministry. Amen. Thank you guys so much. What I really love about this ministry and about Joshua is that God has really taken him at his lowest and completely transformed his life where instead of living how he did before, now he's living for others. Mm. True godly transformation. Father God, I'm praying for someone who's listening right now and they feel maybe the same way. They feel like, how could God use me 
I don't have any particular gifts or I'm different than other people. Mm-hmm. Good news. God made you exactly who you are. Mm-hmm. And he's calling you forth to fulfill the vision that he's calling you to live in. We thank you, Lord. We receive that. We believe in that. Mm-hmm. And we trust you day by day. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. God bless you all. Thanks so much for tuning in. You're listening to Real Life. 